You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here in Bristol, and I'm joined by Joe Wood and Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good, Zoe. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Um, we're also joined today by Michelle and Christian Ewan, who are uh, guests and um, friends of the podcast. And Michelle and Christian have come on today to talk to us about press and PR because we think it's something that bookkeepers, well, can re- it can really benefit bookkeepers' business. I've been in the press a few times and I know that it results in leads and just helps raise your profile. It's amazing for credibility. So, how are you guys? So nice to see you both. Oh, we're really good. This is like the best moment ever. We've never been introduced with a cat. Just the best thing ever. Such a handsome cat as well. Yeah, he's proper gorgeous. And we're so delighted to be with you ladies tonight. Thank you for having us. Yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Really appreciate it. It's our pleasure. For anyone who's listening to the podcast and not watching the video, my cat is on screen. So uh, (laughs) look on YouTube if you want to see that. Oh, He's blowing me kisses. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to claim them for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it might be one of me, but I think it's definitely you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so um, we we caught up with you a couple of, well, it must have been a couple of months ago now, and you came on and we were talking about writing uh, entries to awards. And I think for anyone who is thinking, well, you know, it's that time of year now. Autumn is like award season, isn't it? So any bookkeeper watching this who are thinking they'd like to get you know, raise their profile, definitely start thinking about those awards because it's that time. I know everything's virtual this year, but uh, it's this is also good for your business. Um, I'm just laughing at the cat, sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, you've got, I know you've got, a, you've got a challenge coming up about press and PR, which you can tell us a bit about. But let's just start by talking about what, I mean, how... How can it benefit businesses? Do you think press is a, is something that bookkeepers should be pursuing? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. So basically, if you want to get your business in front of thousands of potential customers in one go, mm-hmm. getting your business in the press is probably the quickest, easiest, and smartest way to go about it. So obviously, by all means, you can carry on building up your social media audiences and adding new people to your network each day. But if you really want to have a high impact in terms of numbers of people, then the press is a brilliant, brilliant way to do that. So most newspapers will have literally thousands of readers and that can be in the print version. It can be online. It can be on their Facebook profiles, LinkedIn, Instagram. And honestly, in like a region like Lancashire alone, the main newspaper there has got a million um, readership across all platforms. So you can really start to see how you can hit a lot of people in one go. And the whole um, point of what we try to teach is that you can do it without spending a single penny on adverts. And we know that you like to keep track of the numbers as a bookkeeper and that all the cash adds up. So if you can avoid spending hundreds of pounds typically it's around about £500 mm. for an, an advert in a newspaper, then why not? Why would you yeah. not save that money just by sharing your story in a really authentic yeah. and credible. engaging way? Credible. So most importantly, it will be coverage that is credible. It's third-party validation coming from a trusted news outlet. So there is no greater feeling than having an endorsement from a newspaper, a publication, a magazine, a journal, whatever you, you're targeting whereby your story has risen to the top and then has made the cuts to be published to a large readership to then let people know what you're all about. So it's a really, really great feeling in that respect as well. Definitely. Wow. So where do you even start with something like that? The big question. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I think when you've grown up in the 80s and 90s, you know, being in the press was such a big deal that I think lots of us have kind of just disregarded it as an option. Mm. And now social media is so like at your fingertips that you feel that that's the only way to go. But actually, from what you're saying is that actually though that old traditional method can, you know, give such an impact. And actually, you've got more opportunity these days than you ever would have done back in the day. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That is so true, Joe. And yeah, such a true observation that. Yeah. A lot of what we do is about normalising this. Mm. So stop thinking that this is something that can only happen to other people or that you're not worthy of it or you're not good enough or who would be interested in me or what would the neighbours think and I don't like blowing my own trumpet. We have heard all of Honestly, that. Honestly, yeah, we have. If you yeah. feel that way, it is not just you. No. It's really, really common to put up all these kind of negative self-talk and mindset blocks in place to kind of talk yourself out of it before you've even kind of thought about how you would actually get yourself in the paper. So a really big step in the journey is just accepting that you are good enough to be in the paper. And Rule number one, really. It, it really yeah. is. It's, um, we did something called... Um, Reasons, reasons I'm not in the newspaper bingo the other day. We did. <laughs> it was like... We created our own bingo card. <laughs> we did. And uh, the feedback, quite quite truthfully, it's, it's what we were looking for. A lot of people cried full house, didn't they, really? They did. They were like... They did. It was about how many? 20, 20 different, different something reasons. like that. 20 different reasons on there. Yeah. And a lot of people are in that position. They um, absolutely are. And it's really, really common to, as I said, talk yourself out of it, to yeah. really kind of focus on all your points of fear and like what will people say in the comments and stuff like that. Mm. Um, before you can actually really start to do this, it's just about accepting you are good enough. You are a credible business owner. There are people out there who need to know what you have to say because you're able to make life easier for them. You're able to um, take away stress and help them to just really step forward in a position of power in their own business just by taking all their headaches away. So you, if you really are struggling on this whole issue of I'm not good enough, think about it in terms of I am a person who can help other people. So this isn't even something I'm doing for me. It's because I'm doing something to help other people. And how nice is that? Why would you not? Incredible. To be in a position where you are the solution to another person's problem is a really powerful thing. And that is really how, as Michelle just said, how to how to frame it in your own mindset. Take away any kind of ambiguity about whether or not, you know, my name should be in the paper or my photograph or anything like that. And think more about what am I doing every day? to make a difference in another person's business because if you start to look at it like that you'll be really surprised at how empowered you then begin to feel about telling your own story and the journey that you've been on to get to where you are right now you know why do you do what you do why did you choose to get into that into that industry what made you go self-employed or you know whatever the background happens to be you'll start to coax it out quite naturally when you actually shift the initial mindset which is just to know i am good enough i am worthy and i do deserve to have my story told by the uh, mainstream press absolutely so that's kind of the mindset stuff there's so much there's so much of that that really true just for bookkeepers anyway because i think a lot of like what we believe about ourselves and what we tell ourselves holds us back not just about getting in the press but just in terms of like going ahead with our businesses um some i've had my business was in the press a few times um i've got leads from uh people just having uh getting something in and uh people calling me and i got a client who was paying me 400 pounds a month off of something that went in a local paper so i know that it works uh, what um what should bookkeepers be focusing on though because i think just going in and saying hey i'm a bookkeeper here's a photo of me at work isn't going to cut it what kind of things should be if you're approaching a newspaper um and i think it really is a case that we need to go out there and be a bit we do need to be a bit forward and we do need to approach people what kind of thing do you think journalists are looking for to make a good story it's a great question no you go ahead and yeah okay. yeah 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 so great number question, one the thing that absolutely makes reporters light up and just to explain to those of you tuning in yeah. the reason myself and Christian give this advice and we, we're in a position to is because we are former reporters so as well as working in PR we actually started out our careers in real life newsrooms writing stories making decisions about what stories are published so everything we teach everything we say is based on that real life experience yeah Got 30 years between us, you know. We have. 
I feel every one of those days is experienced tonight. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so what we're saying to you is really coming from that position of being that person yeah. in the seat, making choices about which stories get picked. Yeah. We know what, what reporters are looking for, basically. Definitely. Yeah, because we were those people and as Michelle said, had the responsibility of choosing what was going to go into light up our readership. Definitely. Yeah. So the number one thing, real honestly, if you can wrap your head around this, you are like 90% of the way there. Reporters like to write about people. If you go to them from a position of, I'm a bookkeeper and I've got this package I want to sell, yep. or, you know, my services cost X amount of pounds and I need 40 new customers. I'm the best bookkeeper in the world. the best bookkeeper in the world. They're just going to go, mm -hmm. you know, thanks for that, but here's the number for the advertising team and you're really going to have to spend some money to get yourself some space in the paper. So what we want to do is cut all of that out by going to the reporter with a genuinely newsworthy story. Now, people by nature are nosy, they are curious. They, they want to know, how did this person become a bookkeeper? What happened in their life to get them to where they are today? So that could be a major life event, it could have been redundancy, it could have been um, a divorce or fertility issues or childcare, whatever has happened in your- Could have been your... a long-held dream, an ambition, yeah. just an ambition that had been burning away and you were maybe doing a different thing and you thought, no, the time has come to rip it all up and start again. Could, could yeah. be a myriad of those different things, couldn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all about going back to your why. Yeah, it's your going why. back to your purpose. And this is where you're going to resonate with your ideal customer because everybody who's in business has got their own why and they've got their own purpose. So if they can read about someone who is closely connected to what made them set up in business, they're going to think this is someone who's on the same page as me. This is someone who gets it. They understand what it's like to get up in the morning and have to make your own way through the working day and get your own business and bring clients in and iron out all the wrinkles. They're like, this bookkeeper is doing it for themselves. So why would I not want to be on the same page as them, really? So it's about getting confident talking about your why. Yeah. That would be, I would say, the number one thing yeah so after having that initial you know that internal dialogue with yourself about being worthy and really really beginning to um harness it and embracing it and and coming to a point of of um realization with that number one the mindset part the number two is definitely then having to take the extra step to start getting the word out definitely, definitely. yeah so beyond that so the first of call really is your why and your yeah. backstory yeah so beyond that think about the big conversations that are going on nationally at the moment and if you ever kind of want a top tip or a sense check to get to grips with what people are mostly talking about twitter trends are a really good starting place for that because they kind of bring together all the topical conversation points so anytime you want to know what's top of the agenda that's a really really good starting place very tried and trusted formula that to do to, to go to, to twitter definitely yeah. so um so but generally by and large the main thing that everybody's obviously talking about at the moment is covid you can't escape it cannot escape it mm -hmm. and it's touching everybody's lives yeah. in some respect now one thing that um businesses need to really do at the moment is get closer to their numbers. They need to be looking at their balance sheet. They need to understand profit and loss and where they might be able to make cost savings and things like that. So in that respect, as a bookkeeper, you've got a really good expert skill set that you can share to really try and help people to navigate through these times. Yeah, especially with them being so inconsistent and unprecedented and things are changing from one day to the next. It's uh, almost like a watching brief so what you you know so your industry and what your area of expertise in at, at the moment is so crucial it's absolutely paramount i mean it's, it's it's so important day in day out anytime but given that we're currently navigating our way through a global pandemic what you are offering right now is really really top of the tree yeah so that expertise through press yeah so thinking about what top tips can you share what quick wins can you offer and thinking about how can I be that helpful person in this time of crisis to just really show business owners that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that 
actually keeping on top of their numbers is a good thing. It's not something to be fearful of and, you know, just trying to put your blinkers on and pretend it's not, you know, it's yeah, not happening. Very, yeah, sound, yeah. It's really empowering for a business owner to get on top of that. And being the person to talk about in the press is just going to show that you're credible, you're helpful, you're current, and you are wanting to help other business owners move forward positively in these really challenging times. Do you think that keepers may be looking for an opportunity to have like a regular column talking about finance or COVID or uh, do they need to have a special angle on it? Because I I think I don't know whether just approaching someone saying, hey, do you want to hear like the the my some like my roundup of what Rishi Sunak's saying at the moment? Or do you think I don't know how should bookkeepers approach that? So a lot of columns are based on relationships, okay? So if you've never been in a newspaper before, to go straight off that kind of cold starting point and secure a column, which is a really coveted position in a newspaper, is difficult. It's not yeah, impossible. We're not gonna lie. Yeah, not, not impossible. We would yeah. never say never, no. but it's difficult. So what I would really recommend is to show the reporter that you are an expert or you know, somebody who is willing to talk knowledgeable, knowledgeably about the subject and really look to create a relationship. And once you've got that initial piece of coverage under your belt, you can definitely go back to them and say, look, I'm really pleased that, you know, I was able to share that advice. Is it possible we can make this more of a long term relationship? Because I've got more ideas that I would love to share with you, report, you know, your readers, and you can maybe give two or three examples of all the topics that you might want to write about. So in terms of is one-off piece of coverage good? Um, we've recently worked with a lady called Jane. Um, she works in the careers coaching space. And uh, we got her in Good Housekeeping magazine and she gave out her top tips on how to cope with redundancy in the first hour, the first day, the first week and the first month. So it's really, really practical advice. Everybody's talking about redundancy yeah. right now. Part of the national agenda. Yeah. It, it very much is, but yeah. we were able to kind of present it in a really actionable way. And I think that would be really my top tip. If you want to be that go-to person, think about how you can frame tips or advice in a really simple, helpful way. Yeah. Um, it's a demonstration of your expertise as well and your your background your your story is, is unique to you so you're going to have a very individual take on it so you're going to be able as jane did in her example was able to offer these tips in in a way that demonstrated that she had been through some of that some of that um, experience herself but then she was able to condense it as, as michelle said into a very simple and a very easy to follow way that would give people hope and confidence at the moment as redundancy is rife as we know there are people going through that so in a lot of ways publications and journals etc are looking to people who are in the field who are kind of experiencing experiencing it sorry day in day out to give people that little bit of hope that um, we referred to before that light at the end of the tunnel and who better to give that hope than a person who is an expert in their field and who are able to give information in a way that is digestible for people to to process and take on board. That's, that's so cool. And I mean, I think a lot of our bookkeepers would like squirm at the thought of being experts in their field. Mm. But like I, we say to them often, you only need to be two steps ahead of someone to really be able to help help that person to get navigate that next step. And how do you decide on what publication what newspaper do you go geographical do you go down industry route like where would you where's the best place to start is it your local newspaper or is it something to do with your industry so we always recommend starting with your local newspaper even if you've been in before even if you've been in before because we're teaching you a process here that may be a way um, of doing it that you haven't done before so even if you have got historical coverage we're teaching you the way we do it because it's the way we know works for the people that we work with and it's the best way to consistently get coverage 
because what we talk about is don't make it like a bucket list item like mm. don't treat it like i'm going to be in the papers i'm going to do it one time only tick that box yeah. and then move on yeah kind of mop your brow think you know few i've done it and now i never need to do it again we we don't um we, we don't encourage that we want it to become an extension of your current marketing strategy and something that you do over and over again as and when you've got a newsworthy story to to put out there definitely because consistency is key and momentum as well you wouldn't like do one facebook live then delete the entire app and never go on Mm -hmm. facebook again so get treat getting in the press the same if if it's something that works once why not do it two three four five ten times just keep doing what works and the reason we say local is because people are most um emotionally connected to business owners in the area that they live in so people like to support people in their own town their own community they like to help people who come from where they come from do well so you are immediately on common ground rather than coming to this cold and the good thing is if you can build up a relationship with your local reporter you can be that go-to person you could be a future columnist and it's just a really good uh, training gap ground to build your confidence with pitching. So a lot of people say to us, I'm just going to send it to like 25 publications all over the country and all like super excited about it, which is great. But then they hit send and then they realise they've spelt something wrong or not bothered to attach a picture. And they're like, oh my God, every- I can't ever do it again. I can't ever do it again. Everyone thinks I'm an idiot. You know, what was I even thinking of doing it? So if you keep things small and manageable to start with, as your confidence grows, your ambition can grow alongside it. So once you've nailed the art of pitching, there's no reason why you can't start approaching other publications. But Joe makes a really good point about industry publications. So what we mean by that is every industry has its own bible yeah so we refer to them yeah. it's like the one magazine We've all got them. that yeah. everybody reads in that particular sector so um in the furniture business there's the furniture news and anybody who is anything related to furniture whatsoever they, they all read that publication yeah. so if you know for example you are really confident and happy working as a bookkeeper with professional services like legal or HR or finance or whichever sector that you really, really want to get into, targeting a pitch at the publication that serves that community is the best way to establish credibility and show that you're the person to come to for your bookkeeping needs. So doing a little bit of research about either the sectors that you're already in or ones that you'd love to go for can really pay off dividends in terms of really taking a niche approach. So if you want to be known as like the go-to bookkeeper for hairdressers, find out what magazine they all read and think about how to pitch a story into that so you can be the bookkeeper for hairdressers and, and just replicate that across any sector. So it's all about thinking strategically. Definitely have to do that. Where you want to get your name known but also taking it step by step so you don't get overwhelmed mm. you don't hit the wall and yeah. think oh my god i can't do this anymore yeah. just grow your confidence slowly and to joe's point about being an expert if that feels unhelpful or it's making you think it's too much it's yeah. too soon if you find it triggering if you yeah. find that triggering yeah don't use that language to yourself just find something you can just say i want to be the helper the helper in that field and who doesn't want to be a helpful person and like joe said no matter how much you think you don't know you always know more than a whole bunch of other people yeah, like never forget that never, never forget that like you are so many steps advanced from someone like me who yeah. who always have any conversation about bookkeeping because it's really horrible and awkward because I'm not that biggest person. But so for someone like me, you are a stone cold genius, honestly. <laughs> so just please Very embrace true. the fact yeah. that you know to give advice to and, and 
to other people. Yeah. So you know more than anyone else who is enough and you are enough. One of the things that you mentioned was um, people firing off loads of email, the same email to loads of different publications in one go. Um, do you think that that I, I know you said like if you might make a mistake if you do that, but do you think that lots of journalists want to receive the same story as other journalists? Do you think they want it to be a bit more tailored and personalised to their particular publication and their readership or their needs? That's yeah, a really that's good a great question. question. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you go ahead. You sure? Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. Okay. You're in your flow. Yeah, yeah. I'll be quiet. Don't know about that. I've got the night off. <laughs> oh, like it's gone. You're thinking, put your feet up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just think about. Okay, say you go to your LinkedIn private messages box. Yeah. And you see a message that you know full well that person has sent to 500 people. And we all get them. And we, we all get we, them. Yeah. And you think, spammy bitch, what are you doing that for? I'm, I'm not interested in that. So you don't want to be that person who is spamming every journalist under the sun. So it can be exactly the same story. Yeah. But just take those few minutes. Yeah, don't be lazy about it. To yeah. personalise it to that paper. So, for example, if I was emailing a reporter, I would reference the name of their publication. So And them, the person and themselves. Them yeah. So I would like to suggest a story to you for the readers of and put the name of that publication in. And instantly it just feels that much more personal than saying, I've got a story for you. A journalist can tell instantly if you've done a bit of a, a copy and paste job with your pitch. They're going to know that it's probably gone out to, you know, 50, 60, however many people. Hello or dear sir, madam, whatever. So as Zoe mentioned, the tailoring aspect to begin with is, is crucial because it's already beginning to forge a, a more personal relationship with the person that you're pitching to. A reporter can kind of be turned off sometimes if they think, well, this is just kind of, it, it, it reads, it's very generic, it's a bit, bit spammy, looks like it's not really taken into consideration the readership because you want the person that you're pitching to to feel important, don't you? Like, you know, yeah. that's no different to anything that, that people pitch about, you know, where, or whether you're a customer going into a showroom to buy a car or whatever, you want to feel important in that, in that moment and pitching to the press is no different. Definitely. So personalise it is number one. Definitely. Yeah. And similarly, you can have the exact same story, but if yeah. you are pitching to the local press and say, for example, you're from Brighton, you would say a Brighton bookkeeper is doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. Now, if you are pitching to um, the HR journal, you don't have to mention the fact that you're from Brighton because they really couldn't care less about that. But you could say national. Yeah. a bookkeeper who specialises in looking in in caring for um, HR professionals is doing X, Y, Z. And basically, they do care about the HR bit. They do they care do about care the about HR bit. bit. So you are yeah. ticking that mental box and telling the reporter this is something tailor made for your audience. So you have taken the mental legwork out of them thinking, how can I make this fit my publication? Because you're already telling them. This is tailor made for you and your readers. So they need to know from the first sentence, basically, yeah. the first paragraph, is this actually relevant to me? Because if it's not, they might think, well, very nice. That's a nice, interesting story, but it, it, it doesn't suit our readership. So your first paragraph is the bit where all the personalization or the localization happens. And then from there, if you if you get their interest off that opening gambit, they will then continue to read through the rest of it to then make their consideration. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you want, you know what you want to get across, you're going to personalise it, you're going to think about the readership, you're going to think about the publication, and then you get across the story. Are you expected to write it in such a way that, are you writing it for the journalist or are you writing it for the newspaper? And also, what else do you need to include in that? Okay, in that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what the journalist is, is looking for from a pitch, um, the idea is that you need to make it as easy to digest as possible. So the first thing that you, you have to be really, really clear on, and it might be obvious, but it's true, is your story idea has to be nailed on, very, very clear, and 
preferably about one thing in particular that you want to talk about. We don't want 20 different ideas going on because the journalist is going to look at that and think this is a bit of a mess, really. I don't really understand what these different aspects are. I need to understand very clearly at a glance, you know, I'm working in a busy newsroom. I'm getting pictures coming in from all over the shop. It's got to have a very, very instant impact to it. So the first thing to begin with is to make sure that your idea is being presented in a really clear way. You have to be able to do that. So once you've got the locality or the personalization bit that we've just talked about covered off, you then have to have it clear. So there are a few different elements which need to be covered off there. So it's who's doing what, where it's taking place, when it's happening, why it's being done and how. So that's like day that's like one day, journalism day one journalism school, school that, really. This is stuff that we cover in our challenge, which yeah. so we mentioned at the top. Yeah. So that's starting on Monday, and we spend a, quite a bit of time in the challenge helping people to nail that formula. Yeah. So don't panic if you don't know it now, or or you've not taken a note of what Christian said. This is something that we have videos, worksheets, and um, tasks all set up and ready to go for anybody who chooses take part in our challenge yeah now the idea is that a journalist can take your pitch or your press release however you choose to think about it literally off the page and put it down onto the yeah. newspaper with the least amount of work as possible so rather than saying my name is blah 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 and I do this and blah 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 if you present it to the journalist like a bookkeeper from Gloucester is doing this because of this, it's happening then, this is why and this is how. The journalist immediately yeah. has ticked off about six ticks on his checklist. Six questions that they would have, they would they have, would asked, have yeah. asked. So yeah. this is all about thinking, how do I take away barriers to the journalist doing their job? So if you think about it in terms of bookkeeping, your job is always to make it as easy as possible for a business owner to um, to know that their finances are organised and in check. And in the same way, your job as somebody pitching to a reporter is making life as easy as possible for that person. So the how, so first of all, we talked about mindset. That's the number one block. The second biggest block is the how. So the how is something that we have broken down yeah. into five daily tasks. So you literally start our challenge on Monday. And then by Friday, you will be hitting send on a real life, professionally written pitch to a reporter of your choice that you have selected with our full support and feedback and all the bells and whistles you need yeah. to make a really good first impression. So it's not a dry run. This nope. is not just a training exercise. This is not something that you're just going to stick on a shelf and forget about for the next six months. Everything we have designed within this challenge is practical and it's actionable and designed to make you be accountable for actually pressing send so that pitching to the press doesn't become something you just aspire to do. Mm. It's something you've you done. Do, yeah. You started on Monday, never having done it or perhaps not having done it for years, with no story idea, no clue who to send it to, not sure what words to use, not sure about pictures. No idea what to put in your covering note. And what we do systematically over the course of the week is tick everything off for you. Mm -hmm. So you've got a process that you can follow anytime you have good news to share with the press. You just do the same thing very logically over and over again to get the same end result. And if you are sat there thinking, I have no story, I will never have a story. I am not a story worthy person. Just to stress that on the Tuesday we have 20 story ideas ready and made ready for you to literally Regardless look over you can look through yeah. it and find the one that speaks to you so you don't even have to do the legwork of thinking of a story we've got story ideas ready for you to look at similarly on the Friday we have an email template so you don't have to sit there kind of thinking what would I even say to the reporter there's a template that you can copy and paste and just click send and that's another job done. So that's the whole thing we've taken. Do you, um, before we move on, 
Do you want to tell people where they can find out about your challenge? Because we're recording this live and some people in the group are asking where they can find out about it. So let's find out where that is. And then um, I've got a couple of other questions, if that's OK. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Thanks for, for taking over on that one, Michelle, as well. <laughs> no, that was like just pure poetry emotion there. <laughs> Everything that I, was try that I was trying to think in my head to say, Michelle was just saying it also. It's fantastic. But no, I mean, as Joe did say just very briefly before, anyone who's worrying about the kind of the why the wherefore the technique of what to include and what not to we will have all that defined for you and, and take you through the process so please don't worry about that anyone who is interested in taking part okay so yeah. i have just posted yeah. in the private chat private chat section yeah. a link to register to our challenge so if any of you beautiful more technical ladies <laughs> can copy that onto the comments that would be amazing if not uh, the quickest way to get a link is to find us on Facebook. We yeah. are right on time and right spelled W-R-I-T-E as in writing. You will find us waffling on about this challenge all the way through our Facebook feed. So there will be a link to the challenge in every single one yeah. of our most recent posts. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we would just absolutely love it if um, you could consider joining us because you can be an amazing uh, numbers person but there's no reason why you can't be a words person too and we can help you to find those words so you don't have to be a pr person a copywriter some kind of like novelist or no. you know a wordsmith or anything like that take away all those barriers that you're probably throwing up in your mind just trust in and, us and just trust that this is all about yeah. making it simple for anyone. And literally in the group right now, we've got dog artists, we've got anxiety management specialists, we've got um, coaches, a, coaches fitness, a, instructors, fitness instructors, a guy who artists, paints dots on trains. Honestly. Lots and lots of different people. So the, if it's you, all brilliant, it's, it's all good. It's brilliant. They're yeah. all getting to know each yeah. other. They're already talking and introducing themselves. So, and there's nearly 200 yeah, people so in there. Yeah, nearly 200 business owners. Yeah. So, if yeah. you want to go in that group and shout about who you are and what you do, it's free to do that this weekend. Just go introduce yourself, tell everyone what you do, and just trust that from Monday onwards, we'll take you by the hand and we'll get you to where yeah. you need to be. So you've got until midnight. The bus takes off at that point. So we want everybody registered and in the group before midnight so that come Monday morning we're all ready to go yeah amazing so, so just for anyone who's um watching or listening to this in the future um the challenge is going to be going live next Monday which will be the 28th of September 2020 and um, so if you can join the challenge we're going to post a link to that in um the show notes for the podcast as well or if you're watching this in our Facebook group Um, can I just ask a question? Um, I've managed to get my business in the Sunday Times. Um, and one of the things that I was most worried about was that I was going to be misquoted. I'd, I'd contacted a journalist through Twitter in response to something that he had tweeted. And uh, and I thought and one of the things I you've mentioned before is looking out for sort of trending topics and then giving your like unique angle on it. And I had quite strong feelings about something. And one, it was actually about the um, government uh, at the beginning of lockdown and the government were you know offering lots of loans and I didn't feel like it was the right thing for all businesses it was the right thing for some businesses but not for all and um and I contacted the journalist and then was in the Sunday Times and my husband made a joke that I would have paid tens of thousands of pounds for the column in inches I got that Sunday um what can you what can you do to remove that fear about being misquoted it's kind of a risk isn't it it is a risk. Well, well first of all, um, your husband is correct. It would have cost tens of thousands of pounds for so that. Well so well done on getting that for free. That you've done that. And yeah. also credit to you for reaching out to a reporter that was looking for a contributor to, to answer whatever their query was about. So that's another thing that you've ticked off, that you've put yourself out there to be considered to, to help and to give your expert opinion, and that's what it resulted in. So that's two wins already. Definitely. But the third one in answer to the question about being misquoted, it is something that people worry about. It is, because people, they think, you know, reputationally, yeah. especially if it's something politically mm. affiliated, sensitivities, you know, sensitivities, yeah. they don't want to have their words taken out of context. Yeah. So a couple of things on that. So if you are replying to a journalist who says, 
I'm looking for case studies and you have a verbal interview with them over the phone, they are going to take notes down. And whilst they may act in faith and think they've recorded everything that you want to say, sometimes nuance can be everything. And, um, you know, something that sounds quite hard in the written word, you, you might have expressed in a more sensitive way when you were chatting. So anytime you can contribute in writing, yeah. the better. So if the journalist says to you, what do you feel about that? It's perfectly fine to say, send me your email address and I'll put something across to you because that way you are controlling the choice of words because what a journalist cannot do is just take your words and play around with them and put them in a different order because they would be misquoting you. Would they be breaking as well the uh, the, the, the conventions of, of the journalistic holding practice and that type of thing as well? Yeah. And another thing, um, if you are in a position where you do find yourself having a, a phone call or a chat, and it maybe starts to go into different directions and that type of thing. Just a little tip for anybody: just make it very clear that anything that you're talking about that you don't want it don't want it to be considered for publication is you just say that you're making this point off the record or something yeah, like so that. Off the very, record, very very simple. Off the record. It's like a shorthand for saying I don't give you permission. And a journalist will all, they will always they will that. all know that they so will all honour it. Off the record. Yeah. So, um, but this is only essentially. A, a challenge or something to think about if you are responding to a request yeah which in Zoe's case was was, was the case what yeah. Zoe was yeah. doing yeah that's why we say take control of the narrative yourself and be the one to pitch the story idea give them the words give them the words because yeah. then you have that level of confidence that your original intent is going to be expressed how you put it across you're minimizing being misquoted too because you're giving them the quotes you're, you're yeah. giving them your your words as you want them to be conveyed yeah and i think the other thing is um the, the issue about misquoted is only really feels relevant if it's something that could affect you reputationally. Yeah, so if you're like all people who do this are X. Which is like a libel, potentially like a libel, a libel, like a libel thing. statement or something. Yeah. So anytime that someone tries to draw you on something political or that feels sensitive, we all have those hairs that go on the back of your neck or that kind of thing. We have inbuilt sense checks that tell us, oh, this is a bit fishy. This isn't yeah. quite what doesn't, I want Doesn't to. feel right. Doesn't feel mm. right. So the best way to prepare for that is have in your mind a sentence that you can say that brings the topic back to what you want to discuss. And that can simply be as simple as that's an interesting point. However, and then just go back to what you actually wanted to talk about. And that is the safer territory for you to stick to. It's an age old interview technique. You'll see people on TV, especially politicians doing it all the time. If they're ever beginning to get uncomfortable about anything that they're talking about, they will say, well, that's all very well and good. Don't want to get drawn into that right now. Or they may see something like a holding statement such as well. I may need to look into that in a bit more detail. But what I really want to talk about today is and then you get and, back into you're what you're talking about getting back into your flow so you're in the saddle and you're very much controlling the flow of the interview and what is being discussed as well and another thing that you can do as well if it's like say for example you're giving a tip about bookkeeping it's part of your branding and your reputation and you can ab absolutely say look this is quite complicated i want to make sure that your readers get the exact right information so if you wouldn't mind just sending me that little bit on an email, I'd be really glad to fact check it for yeah, you. The report would be grateful of that. If you use the phrase fact check, yeah. that's like a coded thing to say, look, you're going to want to make sure you're quoting me right with this. Yeah. And I want to make sure. So the publication will look daft too. Yeah, they so will. They let's will. both of us yeah. do each other a favour yeah. and just have a quick look over it and make sure we're both confident that the words have been quoted accurately. And the reporter will be thankful that you've taken the extra mile to be diligent about that, to do the fact checking. And again, going back to what we were talking about a little earlier um, in the in the interview here today, is it's all about building up that positive relationship. You want to become a person that can be relied upon to give, you know, to give great copy, to give great story ideas, etc. But also when it comes to being factual and accurate, that you are you're dependable you know you're yeah. not somebody who's going to bluff the figures or anything like that or whatever you're talking about you want things to be nice and manageable and most importantly transparent yeah and you can think about it how you would behave with a customer mm. so if you had a customer sat in front of you 
and they asked you something as an ethical business owner that you didn't know the answer to I would hope that you would say um I, that's an interesting question but if you give me um some time I'll go away and find the right information for you and you can absolutely do that with a reporter don't feel that they are this like you know amazing figure on this pillar and and just unreachable they are a person doing a job in the same way you are a person doing a job so don't feel that you um are kind of like indebted to them you can be grateful that they're giving you coverage and exposure but that doesn't override your right to manage your own reputation and do the right thing well said michelle yeah spot on Totally agree. No, it's it's true. It's true. It works. It works both ways. It's a two-way thing here. I mean, you're you're giving the newspaper what they want, what they're in the business of, which is to tell a great news story that's going to resonate and connect with their readers and people. Then buy the publication or whatever to find out whatever it is that they want to know about. But likewise, yeah, you know, it, it does work the other way, whereby the reporter has a duty of care to you to make sure that you're represented in in, in the correct way. Yeah. Well, you've just hit the nail on the head because our whole week of our bookkeepers boot camp has been about relationships, yeah. whether that's yeah. relationships with customers and prospects or with our suppliers and our software providers and our family and ourselves. And now we've got another one with our local journalist. Yeah. And how cool would that be if we could actually like use this as, you know, because no one's doing this. No one's doing the traditional methods of marketing anymore. So mm. let's go back to this and let's, you know, imagine if you became a local columnist or, you know, in or you just had regular publications out. That's going to just lift up your profile. You are going to be seen as a person in the know. And that could lead to so many other things as well. We, you know, um, becoming an, an expert in your field just leads to so many opportunities and and we are finding ourselves that means Zoe, the fact that we've got our podcast and the fact that we're getting braver now that we're on episode 31 or something 33 we're getting confident we're feeling more confident to ask people and say we've got this and it's you're going to benefit from this and it's a yeah. two-way thing and and each time we do it, we feel a little bit better. And, you know, so it's it's um, I'm so thankful that you've come on and explained this to us. And I know that lots of our bookkeepers are going to be joining your five day challenge. And I joined it as well the last time you did it. And it was so simplistic, the things you were telling us to do, that it seemed too simple to be true. And then at the end, you were showing the people's like, articles and things that they've been published like everyone was sharing how they got into the newspaper and it was like oh my god it was so cool so i really it did works. Yeah. <laughs> things, <laughs> things don't things don't need to be complicated they don't and again and reporters don't want complicated no, they want no. their life to be as simple as possible so yeah as long as you're giving them what they need you know the facts yeah. as we talked about before sometimes people can be guilty of over egging the pudding they can start to get bogged down with the complexities of things and, and yeah you don't want to be like a wordsworth or a shakespeare no, and you know sending no. a, a, an entire sonnet you don't need they to just, do that they just want the basics that's yeah. all they want because newspapers are restricted for space as well so the the more brief you can make the well, story we have our little little saying don't yeah, we yeah be bright be brief and be gone be bright be brief be gone give them what they want and get out of there that's that's, that's basically it and just to add, um, I know that I've been talking a lot, so I'll try and make it pithy. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, um, a really good end goal is that somebody will see you in the paper and want to commission your services, and that's fantastic. Yeah. But don't discount the mental health benefit to you as well. So seeing yourself in the paper is actually really good for your own self-image, how you think of yourself as a credible business owner and when you share that coverage you'd be surprised the amount of likes and loves and all the warmth and and congratulations that will come from friends and family and your customers and it's just going to do something that keep it in your toolkit for maintaining good mental health especially when things are difficult and you have a bad day and, and you kind yeah. of feel like you've lost your way a bit, like you feel distant from why you went into this in the first place. 
just having that piece of coverage to look back over and think a newspaper reporter thought I was good enough to be in this publication. I am that person. I am this, you know, I'm on my journey. I'm going in a good direction and I've got this and, and I'm going to continue to have it. And it's just about having lots of things in your toolkit to keep you well and can keep you in a good frame of mind. So, yes, the money and the visibility is good, but it's also an exercise in just investing in yourself and your own confidence and just really... That's measurable, that yeah, really. Yeah, it's really immeasurable. And invaluable. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, we're, we're recording this live and we've just had a question yeah, from one of sure. our listeners. Um, Donna's asking, and it would be great if you could yeah, answer this. Sure. Yeah. Any um, questions? She said, could yeah. Yeah. She said, could a potential story be how you worked with a local business who has grown through COVID? Yes, Definitely. Yes, yes. And story idea, 100% Donna. 100% resounding. <laughs> yes, 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 Donna. Huge. So, it's brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Those of you who do our challenge will see yeah. that on the Tuesday when we share the story ideas, one of those is what we call architect of success. And that is how you as a business owner have used your skill set to help somebody else achieve their business goals. So what Donna is saying here is that she's played a part in supporting a local business to grow. Now, if yeah. your business is growing at this point in time, it's like stellar five-star news because so many people are struggling, so many people have had to make difficult decisions about the future of their business. So what we would say is that you are booking the national trend and, and phrases like this, yeah. report of love. Very emotive. It, it kind of helps them to put the story across in literally two or three words. So if a business is growing at this point in time, they're booking the national trend, which means that basically they are outperforming lots of other businesses in their sector. Mm. And telling this story, number one, you're going to position yourself as a really attractive bookkeeper because you're helping a business owner to grow in a difficult climate. Number two, you are giving free PR to your client, which is something that is saving them money and time and expertise and all, all that jazz. And then number three, you are actually forming a really good relationship with a local reporter because you're giving them what they want. So it's like a win-win-win scenario. And number three, three wins, I count. Number three and number four. It's actually potentially five wins because I thought of one as well. Yeah, you're actually helping other businesses owners to know it is possible to do well at this moment in time. It so is, yeah. if you're feeling like all hope is lost and nobody's ever going to thrive again mm -hmm. because of COVID and everything else coming on the horizon, you're showing that some people are finding a way through this mess. And that is a really, really encouraging message, which if you think about it, you owe other people to be spreading. Definitely. You, you owe it to other people if you don't, to tell you will. story. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought of too to go along with the four wins is that if you are a person that prefers to put or, um, the spotlight on, on another rather than maybe being the full centre of attention on, on the story, the architect of um, success story idea, uh, which is one of our 20 that Michelle mentioned before, we do tend to find that quite popular with people who maybe prefer to kind of um, spread the exposure a little bit you know yeah, a little bit wider it takes the you. heat off you being the one and only person being in the story you're actually making the focus about somebody that you've helped so if you by nature are a person that wants to maybe um sing the praises and, and, and build up work that you've done on behalf of another then you may find that particular idea to be more more in keeping with, with your personality and in your comfort zone but still being able to get a really good result out of it as well so that that is definitely another win if definitely. you want to you know spread that that um attention a little bit across a couple of people i hope that um, encourages you donna donna to definitely pitch donna. that story and congratulations congratulations to you as well first and foremost for helping somebody through yeah. such a difficult period with with them growing i'm sure you know yeah. they're extremely grateful and uh I think it's something that you should be definitely yeah, shouting shout about. about it. Yeah. Yes. Any other questions at all or comments? Uh, we've got Penelope Jane. Yeah. 
She said that she recently got an article published in the local paper for her 16-year-old son's woodwork business oh. that he started in lockdown, and it was a real boost to his self-esteem. That's amazing. That's amazing that. That's oh, well amazing. done, um, Penelope, as well, yeah, for absolutely. doing it. Yeah. And another thing that, like... Love that. Any, Human interest story. I love it. Any yeah. of you, honestly, take this idea for free. Just go with it. Mm. Loads of people now are thinking, I'm on furlough. I might be made redundant. Maybe the smartest thing I could do right now is set up my own business. And it sounds counterintuitive in like a challenging economy, but it's for a lot of people, that's a way of regaining control. So, you know, they can never be in a position again where somebody pushes them out the door. So, and there is some stats that back that up. The, um, I think the company's house said that the, comparatively this August, more people launched a new business than in August 2019. So, um, Office of National Statistics, was it? No, it, was, it was Company's, company's house. house. Company's house, yeah. So they, See, we're fact-checking each other. So, they basically uh, read... Just second nature. We both do it. <laughs> if I'd have been saying it, Michelle would have, would have checked my facts. So, that's what we do. We just drilled into doing it. So, no, it's, it's Company's house, yeah. So, Company's house, basically, more people have registered a yeah. new business in August this year than they did in August the last year so if you think to yourself what would a brand new business need to know about bookkeeping from day one okay what would be the top tips you would give them now if you approach a reporter and say look there's new data from company's house that says more people are setting up a business in August this year than compared to last year and I really want to share some advice with those people about how they can get the bookkeeping right from day one. Number one, you're backing that story idea up with stats and data. Which that, are current. That are current, that shows the journalists. Mm -hmm. Lots of my readers might need to know about this. They might not know about they it. might not know about it. And number two, you're saying, I want people where I live who are thinking of setting up a business to get this right, right off the bat. So if, if you want to take that idea and run with it where you are, then go for it. just go for it. Take it. it. Yeah, do it. All of you, do it. Do it. No matter where you are, just go with it. Why not? Amazing. Amazing. Um, I've we've taken so much of your time oh, and no. you've given so I'm sorry, I know we, 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 you have not, to tell them no, to stop talking. No problem at all. No, we love we, 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 we love gym wagging, we love it. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on this evening to talk to us about Press and PR. I think we've given, you've been able to give some really actionable ideas. Like first of all, people will be able to get involved with your press challenge next yeah. week. Um, but also, I think there are some great, I, most bookkeepers hopefully are working with one business at least that has done, you know, something's going well. And then, you know, there's something that people can talk about. And what you said about being able to make another business the spotlight that's going to be something I think that a lot of our bookkeepers will be more comfortable with than just blowing their own trumpet. So thank you for positioning it in a way that I think really gives something actionable that people can take away. That's amazing. Yeah. You no want to just remind not. everyone where, you, where they can find you, where they can find yeah. out more about um, It kind of just fits in actually there with Claire. Yeah, Claire's just challenge. asking, is the challenge full time? So I promise I'll make this really, really quick. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So, okay. so you're just wondering if I can manage <laughs> we, it alongside. We, right, okay. we promise right. that no task in yeah. the challenge will take you more than 30 minutes a day. I so, promise you that. Um, not a bookkeeper, but by my math, <laughs> that is like two and a half hour commitments spread out over five days. Yeah. So hopefully that feels pretty doable. Um, I'm guessing it's Joe, possibly Zoe, but one of these lovely ladies has been sharing the link to the challenge in the comments. Oh, so, thank you. Um, hopefully you can scroll back and, and find that. But again, if you just look us up on Facebook, Right On Time UK, um, and that's W-R-I-T-E, any of our most recent posts, there will be a link to the challenge. Oh, and somebody... I feel like it's Joe. Is it like Joe? My money's yeah, on the Joe. Yeah, the logo. Money's on Joe. The, lo yeah. the, lo the logo's giving you away, Joe. Joe's just put the link, but obviously for podcast podcast listeners, <laughs> yeah. if you go to Right On Time um, UK on Facebook, you will find a link to the challenge there. Yeah. So Fantastic. yeah, you can do it within your working day. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Someone said tons of gold tonight. It oh. is totally oh. true. Um, we are just going to wrap up by letting you know a bit more about how you can connect with us. So right now we're in the middle of our Bookkeepers Bootcamp. Um, you can join us uh, in the 
in our Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. We're running our boot camp until the 30th of September. So we hope you'll join us. We've got um, some amazing workshops every night at 8 p.m. We've also got some incredible guests, including on Tuesday lunchtime, 12.30, we're going to be joined by Gary Turner from Zero live on the podcast. So join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club for that. Um, we are launching our course at the moment, the Bookkeepers Six Month Success Program. We have been really excited to see lots of signups while we've been running our boot camp. If you want to get involved with that, come and find out more about it. Um, join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club or head to our website, which is sixfigurebookkeeper.com. And we will see you for another podcast soon. Thanks very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast for topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.